Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Amen. It is a good and wonderful day to be in God's house, is it not? Amen. All right. Join with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, Last couple of weeks, we've been trying to prepare ourselves for the new year and working on things to help us to to improve our Christian walk. And uh, like so many people uh, that start out the new year with maybe going on a diet or or starting to exercise more or something like that. Uh, it's important for us as Christians to also to get in Christian shape, to try and uh, do things in our Christian walk that's going to help us to grow closer to God and do things that are going to help us to mature in our Christian walk and to help us to be better Christians. We want to use this momentum of of improving ourselves and bettering ourselves to growing closer to God. Isn't that uh, the desire that all of us should have is is to do more than just simply exist but grow closer to God and so that we can be better Christians and better uh, followers of Jesus Christ. And so uh, today I want to talk to you about some things that that kind of plague us. And one of those things that hinders so many Christians, and and I'm not pointing fingers at any particular one, that's not the right thing to do, but but there are so many people who call themselves Christians that are just apathetic to growing. They're apathetic to being close to God. They're apathetic to uh, to do uh, what God wants for them in their life. I was reading something earlier this week, and it said, Do you know the difference between ignorance and apathy? And the other guy says, I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> Well, that's exactly what ignorance and apathy, apathy are. They, you don't know and you don't care. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of Christians that, that just don't know what their Christian walk is supposed to be like. And, there's, and those who don't know a lot of times are apathetic. They don't care. They don't want, they've got their ticket punched. They're ready to get, get on the good old gospel ship. They're ready to, to, uh, 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 to board uh, the, at the end of their life and they, they know they got that uh, ticket to get into heaven. That's all they care about. They don't really care about having a relationship with God. But you, you and I know that, that that's what is uh, essential to being a Christian is to have a relationship with God. It's more than just simply getting a get out of hell free card. It's 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 about uh, making our, our lives so that God is pleased with us and to have a, a good relationship with God and to be harmonious with God. And really, if you think about it, sin is basically doing what God says don't do. Obedience is doing what God says to do. Being a good Christian is is to do what God calls for us to do. And sinning in our life is doing anything that we know that God has called us not to do. And 
not doing what God calls us to do. That's sin too. When we, when we know that we're to go out and to witness to those who are lost and we say, say, you know, that's all good for the deacons and the pastor and Sunday school teachers to do. I'm just too busy. I, I can't fool with doing that or <coughs> I can't <coughs> spend my time doing that. When we say those things, when we, well, if we say, you know, I, that's good for other people to do, but I can't possibly uh, uh, spend my time doing those things. That's not living according to what God wants for us to do. And so what we have to do is, is learn those things that are important for us to do. Learn how we are to walk in Christ. Learn how we are to live in Christ and know <coughs> what it is that God wants for us to do. One of the key elements for doing that is knowing what God wants for me in my life. You see, you don't just automatically, when you get saved, you just don't automatically know what God wants for you. One of the things that, uh, that is a part of being in a relationship with God is learning what God wants for us to do. Learning what God would have us to do. Learning the things that God desires for us in our life. And we're not going to learn that just simply by existing or being a, a, a person. We're going to learn that by uh, studying God's Word and allowing God to speak to our hearts. And one of those things is learning how to live by faith. So uh, Hebrews chapter 11 is one of the key passages of Scripture that deals with faith. Look with me, if you will, at uh, Hebrews 11, starting in verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Paul here is, is uh, through the guiding of the Holy Spirit, is led to write about faith and what faith is. So many people in our society today are not even aware of what faith is. Think about that for a minute. What is faith? What is uh, faith in God all about? What is Now, for so many people... They get they confuse knowledge with faith. You ask them, "Do you have faith in Jesus Christ?" Oh yeah, I, I, I believe in Jesus. And what they really mean is, is they believe that there was a man named Jesus who lived and walked on the earth. They even might understand and know that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. But that's not faith. That's just simply knowledge. That's knowing what. Jesus did, knowing that Jesus lived, believing that Jesus lived. That's, that, it takes about as much faith to believe that Jesus lived and that He died on the cross and that He rose on the third day as believing that there was a man whose name was um, George Washington or Thomas Jefferson and that George Washington was the first president. How do you know? Were you there when he lived? Do you know for a fact that, uh, that George Washington lived? Do you have an actual 
pictures of, of when George Washington was, was uh, President of the United States? No, we don't have those. We've got historical records and we've got uh, paintings that were drawn, but guess what? We also have uh, documents, uh, historical records that uh, indicate things that Jesus said and, and, the, and uh, the things that Jesus did. That's here in the Bible. Uh, we have paintings and things just like we have paintings of George Washington. We have paintings of Jesus doing this and that. We've got, I think there's probably more paintings dedicated to Jesus than any, uh, any other individual that's ever lived uh, on the face of the earth. Uh, there's just there's just slews and slews of paintings of Jesus uh, depicting Him doing different things. Does that mean that it's uh, 100% evidence that Jesus lived? No. Not any more so than it's 100% evidence that George Washington lived. So, it, you know, knowledge and belief that someone lived is not the same as faith in Jesus Christ. And here Paul is trying to help people to understand the difference and significance. He says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And what, he's, what he proceeds to do in the following verses is lay out examples of individuals that not only believed what God told them, but had a faith and assurance that God would accomplish something in their life. Look, uh, look with me in the first couple of verses here. It says in verse two, it says, "For it is, uh, for it, the elders obtains a, a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen, which were not made of things which do appear." Verse four. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. So he says, first of all, Abel believed and uh, believed that uh, he was doing right by offering up uh, sacrifices like God desired for him to offer up. He offered up sacrifices, uh, uh, lambs from the flock, and God accepted his offering. Cain uh, offered up sacrifices of, of wheat and grain and, and other things, and those were not the sacrifices God desired of him. And so his sacrifices weren't accepted. Abel offered up sacrifices that, that God uh, accepted. And uh, because of that, Cain was jealous of Abel and Cain killed Abel. But, you know, Abel didn't live a long life and have the evidence of his faith fulfilled. And that's what uh, Paul's message is. You, faith is not necessarily... Look, some people say, well, you know, I had faith in God. I started praying about things and I, I prayed about my grandma and that she would uh, uh, be healed by God. God would take away her cancer. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and she died of cancer anyway. And so I don't believe in God because, I, uh, I, uh, uh, because God didn't answer my prayer. That's not faith. That is throwing up a condition for God and saying, unless you do this, I'm not going to have faith in you. 
Faith is not that. Faith is believing and trusting in God even though you may never see evidence of that faith. And that's what Abel did. He had faith in God that faith was his faith that he was offering up a sacrifice as God desired. Look at the next example, verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. He had faith in God. He trusted in God. He lived according to the way that he believed that God desired for him to, followed after God's uh, desire in his life, and he uh, walked with God. Now that word walk there, many people uh, translate that word also to mean pleased. Enoch pleased God with the way he lived. He pleased God. He had a... a and we've talked about the, the use of that word that is translated walked, uh, relating to his lifestyle, the way that he lived. He lived in, accord, in harmony with God. He walked with God. He did things that pleased God. And as a result of that, he was translated by God that he shouldn't see death. But before he was translated, Paul says, he didn't know any of that. He had faith that he was doing as God desired for him to do. So we need to understand that faith is not always uh, is not attached to being able to receive a tangible efforts. Okay, uh, you know, so many people say, "Well, you know, if I if I have faith in God, I'm going to uh, offer up a prayer to God while I'm in the midst of this terrible situation, uh, like uh, getting ready to." to be in an automobile accident or uh, a, a child having meningitis and you're praying that, that, God, uh, that God would heal that child or uh, you're facing financial difficulty and you're, you're hoping that God will uh, provide uh, funds for you or, or provide a job for you. Faith is not praying and then uh, believing and trusting that God will take care of you and when God, if God chooses not to answer your prayer in the way that you desire, that you lose faith. Faith is believing and trusting regardless of what is happening, that God knows what's uh, best for you in your life, that God understands and knows what you need for your life more than you understand and know it yourself, that God will take care of you. Faith is not, is, is not saying, God, uh, take care of this person and heal them. It is saying instead, uh, having the ability to say, God, I love my daughter, I love my son, I love my grandmother. I know how much you love them too. And they're going through a hard time. I trust you with them and their life. And I, I want you to know that, uh, that I trust in you and I believe that you're going to take care of them. Or saying, God, you know, I know that you love me. I know that you will provide for me and care for me in ways that I'll never understand. Lord, you know my circumstances. Lord, we have this need. Lord, we pray that you provide for it. See, that, that's belief and trust that God's going to answer it in His way. And your faith doesn't waver when uh, it, God doesn't answer your prayers in the way that you feel like they needed to be answered, but rather you have the faith and assurance that God is going to care for you, is going to care for your loved one, is going to care for that circumstance in the way that He desires and that is best for you in your life. And so... 
What we have to come to the understanding is, is that faith is not... Look, when, when we ask you and, and, and talk about faith, so many people, uh, I like to, to, to talk about how some people use prayer like the celestial slot machine. You know what I'm talking about in a slot machine. It's those uh, one-armed bandits out there in, in uh, Las Vegas or wherever, or Atlantic City. Uh, you put in money and you pull the arm and you watch the little dials turn. And if you get the right combination of dials, it pours out a bunch of money down at the bottom. Prayer and faith is not the celestial. Uh, there's so many people that uh, that... They treat prayer and belief in God in the same way. Well, I believe in God. I'm going to put my faith in God and I'm going to put my prayer in the slot machine. I'm going to pull the handle and hope that God's going to answer my prayer in the way that I want it answered. And round and round and round the tumblers go. And when you don't get the desired results, you get disappointed, disillusioned with God, you lose faith in God, and you turn your back on God because you didn't get the answer you wanted. Faith is That is not faith. That is not trusting in God. And that's not the kind of relationship that God wants from you in your life. That's not the kind of, uh, of uh, uh, way in which you're to deal with prayer in your life either. You're to, to have the type of prayer life that affirms your faith in God, that affirms God's leadership in your life, affirms God's uh, 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 place of authority in your life and demonstrates to God your desire to follow Him no matter what happens in your life. Throughout the the chapter here, chapter 11, we have uh, time and again where different ones exhibited faith. And you can read through the other uh, uh, 30 some odd verses following here uh, about how people demonstrated their faith. Abraham left his faith. place of birth and place of uh, home and followed after God to a place he didn't know. He had faith that God was going to take care of him and fulfill his covenant even when God uh, demanded of him that he sacrifice his only son, the son of promise, the son of the covenant, uh, that uh, Isaac, that God had given him. Uh, those are examples of God, uh, of, of faith in God, even when you could not see the end result. Then there are other examples of faith in individuals that had faith towards God. Uh, Many of the disciples had faith in God and trusted in God. And in spite of that, uh, they didn't uh, live, you know, a hundred years and uh, uh, grow old with great wealth and have luxurious circumstances. No, many of them lived a martyred life. They were uh, uh, killed for their faith. They were... uh, 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 they were in prison. They were put behind bars. They were uh, mistreated. And all sorts of different things happened to these individuals because of their faith. And they didn't see uh, rosy results. It wasn't until uh, they were in glory in, in the presence of God that they received their reward. And that's what faith is, trusting in God even when we don't see those results. So it's important to have faith. It's important and essential to understand what faith is. It's uh, essential that we demonstrate proper faith. And lastly, the last point is found in verse 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Who's Him? God. It's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them 
that diligently seek after Him. So what we need to understand is is that uh, faith is essential, lastly. Faith is essential for our Christian walk. We have to have faith, not just simply faith that, that there is a God, but faith in Him, faith in God, trusting in God. You know, when you're a little child and you're just a little toddler, one of the things that you learn real quick is that everything that you need comes from mommy and daddy. Everything. Look, you get hungry. Mommy, I'm hungry. What's mommy do? Get you something to eat. Mommy gives you something to eat and tucks you into bed. And guess what? You're really saying, Mommy, I trust you that you're going to stay here and you're going to take care of me and then I'm going to be safe until morning. When we're little, when we're just a little tiny baby or when we're just a little toddler, we have faith in our parents and faith and belief that they're going to care for us, provide for us, nurture us, and do everything that we need in our life. That is what the kind of relationship that we ought to have with God. We ought to have an understanding of that not just that God is, not just simply that there's a God. This, these people that want to say, oh, I believe in God, that there's a higher power, that there's a God out there. Well, that's like saying I believe that the, sun, uh, the, the sky is blue. You can see evidence of it and you can see that it's there and saying that it's there, that's all well and good. But but when you go up in a helicopter and you say, I believe that these... Uh, these seat belts and restraints are going to keep me inside of this helicopter even when the door is open and the helicopter pilot turns the helicopter sideways and I'm uh, hanging out. That's faith. That's faith that, that, that you're going to be able to stay in those harnesses and that you're going to stay safe in there. Or when you go to one of those uh, 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 theme parks, like uh, if you go down there to uh, Universal Studios or Disney or you go to uh, Six Flags and you get in one of those uh, uh, those rides that's, in, uh, that's meant to induce uh, a sick feeling in your stomach and you get into that ride and you put on uh, the harnesses and you have the bar that comes down you know, anytime you see a ride that has all that kind of protection you know one thing for sure you're going to be turned upside down and every which way out right because they're going to make and, but you have, you have faith that that ride is going to deliver you safely back to that starting point you have faith that no matter how many ways they turn you upside down and sideways and and speed up and speed uh, and slow down and and no matter how scared you get that you're going to be delivered right back to the end of that ride safe like you were when you got on there that's faith because you're trusting your safety security in that ride So many of us do not exhibit true faith, trusting in God, belief in God, even when things seem and appear as if you're being turned upside down this way and that, flipped all the way around the wrong way. That's when so many people lose their faith because their faith is not genuine. Their faith's not true. When you go through those times where you're, uh, you're destitute and you're without anything 
to, to call your own, when you're going through those times, when it seems as though you're about to die because of a sickness or an ailment, or when a loved one is in those circumstances, or when you, fi- uh, when you are in a situation where your life flashes from your eyes. True faith is believe, uh, trusting and believing in God even in the midst of those things and even when those things don't turn out the way you want. Think about the faith of those who walked before us. Faith that, that when they were tested, when they were uh, questioned about their faith and were strong and faithful to say, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that He is Lord. You know, Paul, during Paul's life, it was a great uh, grievance against the government to say Jesus is Lord because people, when, when people uh, asked who's Lord, you were supposed to say Caesar is Lord. But when you said Jesus is Lord, you were, acting a, you were committing an act of treason. And so for you to say Jesus is Lord was a statement of of treason and you were placing your faith that God was going to protect you. And so many people, early Christians, lost their life because they had faith in Jesus Christ, faith in God. And what what do we we don't what do we put up with? We put up we put up with somebody writing something on Twitter or Facebook about people who have faith in God. We, had, we put up with people uh, making jokes about us and our faith. That's nothing. Those, that's, not, that's not persecution in any way. Not in any way. You talk about persecution, you, you're talking about people facing, having their life taken from them. That is true persecution. Or, being, or, or even worse, being thrown in prison and tortured for their faith. There are people throughout this world that are exhibiting that kind of faith in God. That is true faith. And we need to have that kind of faith. Faith Without that kind of faith, it says we will not please God. We have to have true faith. The first thing that we need and the thing that we need essentially in our life. And really, you can't, it's antithetical to say you're a Christian if you don't have faith. You're not a Christian if you don't have faith in God. You have to have true faith in, in God and Jesus Christ that He, look, and really, when you say, I trust in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that He died on the cross for my sins and He took my place, you are saying, I trust in what Jesus Christ did, that His actions on the cross will deliver me from the punishment I deserve. And so you're saying, in essence, you're saying, I trust my soul to God through Jesus Christ. That when I die and I leave this world, that's how you're able to leave this world with a smile on your face rather than fear in your heart. Because you know that you are in the hands of God. And that when you leave this world you're not, and you leave this body, you're not going to be anywhere but in the presence of God. And that is true faith. And so if we have faith in God to demonstrate in God in that, then we ought to have faith in God and demonstrate it in the rest of our life, in everything else. And he says you need to have faith and trust in that God is, verse 6, and that He is a rewarder of those 
who diligently seek Him. Lastly, we need to be the type of people who will, uh, with everything in ourselves, seek after God, seek after His desire for our life, search after what He wants for us, and live according to His desire for our life. Have faith in God, in not just simply with your soul, but have faith in God in your actions. Have faith in God with the way that you live. Have faith in God with your finances. Have faith in God with your relationships. Have faith in God with your desire to serve Him and, and your service to Him in your life, and Christian walk. Have faith in God. Believes that He will care for all these things, all the things in your life. That's true faith. You see, so often we just simply give Him, hey, I'll, I'll trust in God for the end of my life because I can't do anything about it and, and, I, and I'd rather believe that I'm going to heaven than hell. Amen. That's faith, but you have to have faith more than just that. Jesus said if we'd have faith as much as just the size of a mustard seed, that we could look at a mountain and say, uh, be removed into the ocean, and it would be moved. How often do we not even have even the simple uh, size of faith as the size of a mustard seed? We have to have more than just simply faith in the end of our life. We have, need to have faith throughout all of our life. And all the individuals that are mentioned here in Hebrews 11 exhibit the kind of faith that we need to have. Faith throughout the course of our life, not just at the end. Faith, believing and trusting that God will care for us. And in spite of the fact of what we see, Remember the demonstration of what faith is. Verse 1 says, Faith is what? The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Your faith ought not to be grounded in simply the things that you can see, but the things that you may never see throughout your life. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that You'd help us to be the kind of people that have faith in You, not just simply for our salvation, but for everything in our life, that we would trust in You and live a life of faith, living and walking in Your, in your way, living as people who walk with God.